This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. One of the most frustrating things when dealing with couples is that every once in a while you encounter a couple where you just don't feel like you're able to get through to them. You just don't feel like you're able to connect with them. You don't feel like you're able to get them to move, to change, to do something different yesterday than they did today. There's one couple that comes to mind. Many years ago, I had met them. The woman called me up for a meeting. We sat down. And she says to me, I have a lot of complaints about my husband. And I would like to lay them out for you. And when I deal with couples as a general rule, if I'm dealing with the wife, it's a pretty good idea to talk to her about her. If I'm dealing with the husband, it's a good idea to talk to him about him. Because unfortunately, a lot of people, they walk in and they want the other person to do something different. They themselves don't want to change. They just want to unload and talk to you about the other person's problems, not their own. So this woman came in, and of course, it gave her a lot of time to be able to unload and lay out everything wrong with her husband. How he's the worst guy in the world, terrible husband, terrible father, terrible human being, just the worst guy ever. And I said to her, okay, I, I got this. Very good insider information. Now that I have this information, I'm going to talk to him. I'm going to have a separate meeting with him. Let's talk about you. What do you need to do in this relationship a little bit different? And she's like, me? No, I, I'm good. I'm, I, I don't really have anything to do differently in this situation. So I said, let me ask you a question. I'm going to sit down with your husband, and I'm going to go over all the things that you've discussed with me. It's not secret. We're going to, that's the goal here, right? We're going, to, we're going to talk openly. You don't like this. You don't like that. You don't like that he leaves his shoes on the floor. All these things are really important. I'm going to talk to him about everything. What is he going to say about you? So she's like, doesn't matter because I'm not here for them. I'm just simply here because he needs to change and he has things that he needs to work on. And that's as far as this goes. I'm not here for myself. I'm here to just tell you to get my husband to change. And if he changes, then we can talk about it. But I'm not here to work on myself. So when I heard that, I cringed and I was like, maybe we could like reconsider. Maybe we can talk about something or one thing. She's like, no, no, this is it. If I see my husband change himself 180 degrees, totally turn himself around, I'm willing to listen. If not, you know, I'm really, I'm not here for myself. I'm, I'm here for my husband. As if she's like a non-party to this relationship. Like she was just sort of like bopped over the head 25 years ago, schlepped into this marriage, tied up in, you know, in the back of a car and like dragged down the aisle in a drugged haze that she had no clue how she ended up in the situation that she's in right now. I was like, you have no part in this? No part in this. Okay, very, very frustrating. So I was talking to the husband and he listens to all the things that have to be, you know, addressed. And he's like, yeah, it's true. I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm willing to listen. He's like, but obviously there's the other side of the coin, which is the fact that my wife is a little bit bananas and somebody needs to talk to her about all the things she needs to work on. So he gives me his shopping list of things that, you know, need to be worked on. And then, of course, just on my own, I'm coming up with like, you know, another 50 things on both sides of the aisle that need to be dealt with. 
So we have like basically a small book that's like 398 pages of things that need to be addressed with this one couple. And the husband's like, okay, I'm, I'm in, I'm willing to work, I'll go to therapy for this, I'll deal with that, I'll go with my childhood. He's like dealing with things. And the wife just consistently, meeting after meeting after meeting, just, no, I'm here, tell me about him, I'm not talking about myself, I'm not, don't, I'm not interested, I'm not listening, there's absolutely nothing going on on my side of the And it was extremely, extremely frustrating. And I want to put out a, a, an idea, a machshava, that is so simple, it's so simple, but I saw it explained so beautifully in a book by Rabbi Yisrael Roll called Bring Out the Best. It's an incredible book with thoughts, ideas from the altar of Slavatka, who famously was very focused on Godless Ha'adam, the greatness of man. And he, he talks about an idea that I've always connected with, I've always thought about this, I've always expressed it, but he does such a great job that I want to just talk on a couple of concepts here and see how even if your relationship is not necessarily like that relationship, you don't have 398 pages of work to be done, you can probably take a lesson from this. And even if you're single, this can be something that you can apply to literally every single every single area of your life. So we generally think, and I thought this before I read this, that... When Hashem comes to Adam, He tells Adam, the first commandment is, we all know, don't eat from the Eitz Hadas. But the altar points out that that's actually not true. The first thing that Hashem t- tells Adam is, Mikol Eitz Hagan Achol Teichol. Everything in the garden, you should eat. By the way, the Eitz Hadas, you should not eat. Adam heard those words as in, do not eat from the Eitz Hadas. What's the Eitz Adas? We've got to talk about it. Chava, we've got to talk about it. Nachash, we've got to talk about it. But he didn't internalize, says Rabbeinu Bechaya, the first part of the commandment. And that was, Mikol Eitzagan, Achal Pecha. You should eat. What was that mitzvah? So the altar used to say that Hashem had just created the entire world, the entire universe. Everything in the world led up to the creation of Adam. Everything in the world came to this one man. We've mentioned this before from Rebbe Lapian. Adam, who bechir kol ha-yitzurim, v'tachles kol ha-yilamais. He's the chosen one of everything in creation. He's the reason for the Bria. Everything in the world was created for Adam. And Hashem turns to Adam and He says to him, Adam, you can do anything. You can eat anything. Everything you see is here for you. Recognize how great you are. Recognize how special you are. You want to eat from this tree? Eat from this tree. You want to eat from that tree? Eat from that tree. Everything in this garden was created special for you, Adam. It's for you. Special for you. And in a metaphorical sense, Adam was in Ganeden, which was a garden. It doesn't just apply to a garden where you talk about trees and eating. The world was created for you. Every person has a chiyif to say every day, Bishvili nivra ailam. The world is created for me. What does that mean? It means that Mikal eight hagan achol teicha. You have every morning the kayach habechira, the ability to choose for yourself and say to yourself the words, 
I can. I can do this. I can do that. I can change this. I can change that. You can do whatever you set your mind to doing. That's the first chiv of a person. A person has to recognize, I don't just go along my day. I have the kayach, the chira, the ability to choose to do whatever it is that I want to do. And he takes this a step further, and he says that Adam called himself a name. He called himself Adam because he comes from Adama. And the altar would say that this was a reminder to Adam that you are a man. What type of name is that? I come from the ground. Why would I want to be reminded that I come from the ground? And he says, no. There's a choice every minute of the day. Do I want to be mina adama from the ground like an animal? Or adama? I'm compared to the tzel of Hashem. I'm created the tzel amalekim, a shadow of Hashem. I get to choose, am I adama or am I adama? Am I an animal or am I a person? Do I live with lofty goals or do I live with low expectations of myself? That ability to choose every day, it defines who we are. And in a sense, choosing, even if you don't choose right, it's it's the God-given commandment to you. Choose, live. Many years ago, I was working in a camp. And I was hired as, they called it the head counselor, but it wasn't like a real head counselor in like a camp, because it was like a yeshiva camp. So the person who hired me, he said, listen, <laughs> I was like 19 years old. He says to me, listen, you're going to be in charge of the leagues, the bunks, the, the trips, the food, all the stuff. There are going to be times during the summer that there's going to be chaos, confusion. The buses pull up. The buses should leave. The buses shouldn't. The kids get on the bus. You miss the kid. You don't know. He said, you have to understand your job. Your job is to make decisions, to choose decisions and execute them. I said, but what if they're wrong? He said, it doesn't matter. You'll fix those decisions. But when there's nobody at the head, when there's nobody making decisions, you have 600 crazy teenagers just running around. He said, that's, that's anarchy. That's chaos. And when you say everyone on the bus, now it could be five minutes later, I'll come by and I'll be like, why is everyone on the bus? He'll be like, I don't know. <laughs> like, hey, everybody get off the bus. He said, but when there's no Seder, when there's, no, there's nobody at the head, there's nobody making decisions, he says, the place is just anarchy. You end leagues five minutes earlier, that's fine. Now, now the camp is moving from here to there. Maybe I want to leave five minutes later. That's fine. You made a decision. We'll own the decision. But make decisions. Your job as a head counselor is to make decisions. You're not going to make all the right decisions, but make decisions. That's your job. And it sounds very funny, but throughout the summer, I saw this like a million times. Like, I was like, I don't know what time leagues are supposed to be at. Okay, we'll just end them now. Or we'll go five minutes later. Or we'll just make a minion for Mecha. Or we'll do whatever it is. But there's Seder, there's structure, even within the chaos, because somebody's making those decisions. Every person is created, with the ability to live very high, lofty life. We have the ability to live with dignity, and with respect, and with goals, and with aspirations. And though that is choosing within ourselves that I am an Adam, I am Adam Melach, I am compared to you, Hashem. And the other way is that I just go through my life and I, I don't choose. And I'm just like an animal who just day in and day out just does nothing but chew its cud. We're put into this world with the ability to choose. And that's an amazing idea. But I was talking this over with a friend of mine. And he pointed out to me 
just how deep this idea goes. Ask yourself this question. When you got up this morning and you went to work, did you choose to go to your job or did you just do today whatever you did yesterday? Did you get up this morning married to your spouse because you wanted to marry them today? Or did you get up today married to them because 10 years ago you married them? Did you get up today and say, I have my children and I want to raise my children and I have a machalach for the chinuch of my children and you thought about it for two seconds? Or did you just simply say, my kids were born 10, 15, 25 years ago? It just, it just happened. It, just, it, it is what it is. And the answer is Adama or Adama. It's up to you. Every morning we get up and we say the words, You gave me back my neshama. The neshama is the highest form of intellect that a person has. That is his chelek eli kamimah. That is his highest level. Below that you have a nefesh. And, below, and above that you have your ruach. You have your ruach, which is your emotions. You have your nefesh, which is just your life. You're just alive. But you have your neshama. Your neshama is your, your capacity to connect with Hashem on the highest level. Your ability to choose. Your ability to be whatever you want to be today, different than tomorrow. If you want to go on a diet today, you can become skinnier tomorrow. If you want to change your eating, your lifestyle, you want to get up earlier, you want to learn something new, you want to change your marriage, <laughs> you can do it. You just got to get up in the morning and say, that's why I was created. I was created for a purpose. And the purpose is to choose. I can. You shall surely choose whatever you want to choose. That's life. It's an amazing, amazing ability that every one of us has but so few of us exercise it. We get up in the morning and we just go to work because that's my job. We have our kids. Those are my kids. <laughs> we have our spouse. Like, oh yeah, I'm still married to that one. We're like, it's not my fault. I'm, I'm just in this because I'm in this. No, you're not. You're in this today because you chose to be in this today. <laughs> you're fat today because you chose not to go on a diet. You didn't exercise today. You chose to do that. You're a bad husband because you just you decided today to be a bad husband. <laughs> you don't you don't just go along with the flow and say oh, I don't know what happened. You don't know what happened. You're an adama. You're an animal. Just chew my cut every day. We're so amazing. We're people with incredible abilities. Hashem says you can be like me. You can change yourself every second of the day. You can be whoever you want. You want to change professions? You want to upgrade your marriage? You can do whatever you want. You can do it. But you got to believe that you can do it. You have to consciously want to do it. You want to do it. Oh, baby, nothing could stand in your way. You just say to yourself, I was put into this world with the kayach bechira, the ability to choose. The ability to choose is an amazing ability. It's what makes us human. And unfortunately, so many of us don't exercise it. We daven because we daven. We don't even remember if we daven. We don't remember that we're talking to Hashem. 
We don't remember if we ate. We don't remember if we spoke to our spouses. We don't remember the last time we wrote them a note. We don't remember the last time we gave them a gift. We don't remember the last time we spent time with our kids. We don't remember. We just do what we do what we do until somebody finally nags us. And we're like, oh, you're so naggy. Fine, here, be quiet. <laughs> you're not alive. You're not a human. It's not dhamma. It's, 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 it's the ground. It just, it just happens. It's just nothing. It's just an animal. It's just chewing the cud. The ability, says the altar, to become the greatest people we want to become, but there's one way to do it, by making conscious decisions. Conscious decisions. Choosing every single day. I'm going to eat specific foods. I'm going to feel great because they're going to give me nutrients. I'm going to be a great husband. I'm going to be a great son. I'm going to be a great father. I'm going to be upgrading my learning. I'm going to be having a schedule to my, to my sadharam. I'm going to be having goals. I'm going to be working on my midos. These are not things that are impossible to do. Every person can do this. If you just set yourself a goal and you adhere to it every single day. The Kayach HaBechira is the most amazing ability that Hashem gave us. And Adam had that. But he didn't hear that. All he heard was, don't eat from the Eitz Hadas. Don't eat from that. Ooh, what is that? <laughs> Who cares what that is? Look at all the amazing things that you could do. When you recognize all the things that you could do, and in a systematic way you start to develop yourself, you develop your marriage, you develop who you are, that's when you really see growth. And it's such a shame that this couple, they're still married in the same disastrous marriage that they were married five years ago. Because this woman did not want to change who she was. She didn't want to change her marriage. She didn't want to change what she did. She didn't want to change anything about her. And that's such a shame. The ability to change yourself is our first commandment. It's our first thing that Hashem puts us in the world and says, change yourself. And there's a frustration there. Come on, how could you do that to yourself? How can you do that to your family? Your marriage today, it is what it is because of the choices that you made. Your marriage tomorrow, or in 10 years, or in 20 years, is going to be based on the choices that you make today. If I were to say to you today, you have the ability to, to go back in time 10 years ago and make certain decisions... How many of us would grab that and say, wow, I would change my life's path and trajectory a hundred times over? When well, 10 years from now, you will look back at today and you will say to yourself today, what decisions could I have made differently? And that reality that you will live with, that we will all live with in 10 years from now, will be based on the decisions that we made today. We make good decisions. We get up in the morning, starts by Maida'ani. You gave me the ability to choose. Choose wisely. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.